0: What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum. with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship three fat nerds podcast, better known as 3 fn And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And joining me as they do each and every week are my compadres, my friends, my pals. First of all, he is the man that I swear to God, while I was in New York City this past weekend, I saw cleaning the streets of graffiti. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Run. Yeah, it's happening. And of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction yet. He has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Of course, hashtag big natty cool. Hashtag. Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag challenge accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four, hashtags, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, ladies and gentlemen, he's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller, it's Diesel, longest entrance, and the longest in this room. Oh.
1: we buy
2: a that's
0: not That's not saying much.
1: That's not,
3: that's not saying much.
0: With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We got some nerd news for you. We got Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. And, of course, we have a Diesel's Movie Club review at the end of the show. And it's an honor. Of somebody we'll be talking about very shortly, so we're going to leave that as a surprise for right now. But before we get there, how was your past week, Ron?
2: uh very uneventful. Didn't do much. Just worked all that fun stuff. Actually got a weekend off for the first time after being back on vacation from vacation, so that was a plus. Uh, our Wednesday group didn't meet because damn COVID. Uh, but so I caught up on some movie viewings. So I watched uh, the Injustice movie from you know, and it was fine. You know it. It they just changed up the story so it wasn't like the, the 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 video game and all that stuff, and it wasn't that bad. Like they didn't get, like everyone's like oh it's gonna be a hard R blah blah. I'm like they gave you some blood, they gave you some kills. Just how he killed Lois Lane in this movie was more messed up than it was in the video game. So I'll leave that there if you want to watch it. Uh, then I watched uh, the other one. I forgot that came out the Justice Society of America yep. one, which was like a Flash Paradox type of thing where flash just goes to a different multiverse earth and it's all world war ii and stuff but it was a better wonder woman story than wonder woman 84 so i should have just done that in live action and probably would have been better and then i watched nobody which is a way better movie than john wick that's all i got to say ah there you go <laughs> so that's that basically all i did all right well uh, diesel how was your week not too
1: bad uh worked all week and then Came here and worked some more and then visited my dad. And that's
0: about it. It was a pretty quiet week. Didn't do much. It was good. You know, my week was pretty quiet through Sunday. And then I went to New York City for Game Changer Wrestling's, of course, World on GCW pay-per-view from the Hammerstein Ballroom, uh, the Manhattan Center, if you will. And uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, all of you wrestling fans will hear more about it this upcoming Thursday. Yes, Thursday. I didn't speak wrong. Uh, due to some health issues. Uh, issues um, Kenem is not able to record on Monday at our normal time so we will be coming to you live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast at eight PM Eastern Standard Time this Thursday night, we will be reviewing G- the world on GCW. We will also be previewing the Royal Rumble and we got a lot of other wrestling news to talk about. So please join us on Twitch. And of course it will be available in podcast form by searching six oh seven TWS anywhere you get great podcasts, also on Thursday night after we record. Uh but we have to wait till then because, you know, like I said, uh we're just gonna use hashtag fuckovit. <laughs> it's a good it's a good hashtag, folks, I promise you. Well, with that being said, though, uh, let's start, uh, not waste any more time because we got a pretty decent-sized show for once. A little bit of extra news than we normally have had in this past month, of course. Being the uh, the month of January, it's always pretty slow in the news, but we got to get to some opening plugs. So, of course, that means if you can hear my voice, you know uh, how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? It's simple. Tell them to search Three fatnerdspodcast Nerds Podcast on any podcast provider. And Booyah Kasha, there we are. We are represented everywhere. You can also find us to talk to us on all of our social medias over we're uh, Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook, like us to the page. We're also uh, at 3 fatnerdspod on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. So make sure you're checking us out there. And of course, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show for all information about the show, whether it's the T Public Store, whether it's the Twitch channel, whether it's the Patreon, which I'll talk about in a minute, or whether it's to learn about any of your friends of our show, including the band you hear that opens our show, Shout at the Robots. You can find that over at 8122Productions.com. Go ahead and visit there. All the links that you can ever stand for everything 8122Productions is under that roof. And then, of course, like I mentioned before, patreon.com slash 8122productions if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that there. And uh, we appreciate it, including some new stuff coming out pretty soon. And uh, all that and more, like I said. oh, All of them, by the way, all those links, if you forget about them, right down in the liner notes for this show. Just click on the hyperlink. It'll take you there. But if you are going to remember anything, I guess it's 8122productions.com because that will take you everywhere. And uh, that's pretty awesome. So make sure you're following us over there for all your 3FN news and such. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I just came back from New York, so I'm a little tired. So that's why I'm cutting down some of uh, uh, the the plugs. But uh, most of you know the plug skis. If you're new, the plug ski that you really need to know is, they're down in the the description and 8122productions.com. I can't sell that enough. With that being said, gentlemen, shall we uh, dive right into uh, one of our favorite segments? With this week's edition of the Nerd News. Man, I wish I had a camera, because you'd see me going, Don, 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 <laughs> with my head, because I love that uh, Nerd News uh, vibe we got going on over here. Uh, well, last week, of course, because we record on Mondays, <laughs> we got cut off from probably something that myself and Ron have been looking forward to for a long time, uh, because last Monday night, after we recorded, halftime of the of the, the game last Monday, we finally got the long-awaited trailer for Moon Knight, yep, yep. coming straight to Disney+. Plus. And I'm going to start with Ron, because Ron is uh, as excited as I am for this. How did you feel about the trailer for Moon Knight?
2: I'm not going to lie. I actually loved it all the way through. Even the point of the costume being supernatural, kind of Spawn-esque type Mm -hmm. of deal. Like, I didn't know which way they were going to go with that. But the fact that he doesn't like—he's just lost in his own mind, trying to figure out who he is—and he just answers a phone. It's like, "Hey, Mark Spector," and he's like, "Who the hell's Mark Spector?" I don't know who that. What you're talking about? Then all of a sudden, it just clicks over, and he's now with Mark Spector, and it's just like, "Oh, they're going that way." Like they're going deep the whole multiple personality thing. Like I guess it's supposed to be whatever personality will get him out of the situation that he's in yeah. is what's gonna f- appear. And I'm like, "Ooh, this." And it's only six episodes, so. I'm in like yeah I'll watch each I'll watch every week and then I'll probably watch them all back to back right when it's done sounds but, good yeah
1: Diesel how do you think it I definitely enjoyed the trailer it definitely left me confused which I think is kind of the point yeah and, Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed it I think Oscar Isaac looks great in the role Um, and Ethan Hawke I'm Confused and I'm curious. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I have no idea where they're going with that, but I cannot wait. It, it looks yeah, they, great. Though. They
2: can go anywhere with it. That that's the great thing. Like, and I know people were giving the crap about the suit being more small and ass because it just wraps around him and all that stuff. And I'm like, no. I go. I'm actually liking that idea because then it, it explains a lot more, or it's a lot easier to explain yeah. why he has the white suit and all that stuff without it. I mean, I, I really hope you do get to hear about, them say, "Well, why is it white?" So I can see the blood. I just, mm. Will be complete even if it's the last line of the series i'd be fine with it i am excited
0: for the show i was i thought it was a very good trailer i've been excited for the show i've been a fan of the comic books for a long time uh my only concern is it is on disney plus because obviously uh moon knight has been a staple a staple of uh the you know the adult series for Marvel what throughout time has been yeah. known as different names black label Black variant. you know Midnight Suns yeah, or whatever you know, we're all going through so we, you know they, it's been there for a long time and yeah You know they're, they're supposed to be blood because yeah. yeah, but I do the one thing that's really got me hopeful for this above anything else Is the fact that in the book they are very careful to never let you know if this is real or yes. if it is all in his head yes, and that is why the uneasy feeling you get from just the trailer. If that's what they're going for. I'm I'm fucking in Yeah, I'm just gonna throw it in I'm, I'm all in because already I'm like they're doing the one thing that you have to do in the show is Kind of make the audience believe that man, possibly. This is just a psychotic man, and this is all yeah. in his head and It in Moon Knight's not real or it is real yeah.
1: and, and plus going back to the suit too, like we don't know if that's actually how the suit works or not. That could right, just right. be in his head. Yeah. Like he sees, sees and like, he's kind of like going crazy. So that if you're a detractor because of the suit in the trailer, you might even just be
2: wrong. <laughs> oh no, I, I get it. Like, because my other thought was, you know, when he does flip over and he's putting his, one of his personalities is putting on the suit, the personality that's leaving just sees the suit just wrap around him. Yeah. I'm like, that is yeah. that. That's where I was going with the tube. And I, I was going with the ladder. Cause I know most people don't know Moon Knight. Um, but the fact that it's like he's not even Mark Spector in the beginning in this trailer, yeah, is to me when and he finds the phone. So I'm assuming the first episode, you're, you're like that'll probably be at the end, yeah, where he gets that phone call and that happens and he's like, Mark Spector, I don't know who that is, and you're just like, oh, all yeah. the feels, yeah, it, it it's just. Moon Knight's one of those characters that everybody's like, oh, it's just Marvel's Batman. I'm like, eh. It's eh, a little bit different. It's it's a lot different. (laughs) It's probably what Batman really would be like in a real life situation (laughs) after watching his parents die and all that stuff. So, yeah, overall, it's going to be
0: a great show, uh, I do believe, for Moon Knight. I can't wait for it to come out. March 30th is when Moon Knight will hit Disney Plus on its streaming service. Uh, Unfortunately, there is some sad news. Uh, One of the stars of the Moon Knight show... Uh, is no longer with us uh, Gaspard ul and I hope that's how you say his name uh, unfortunately passed away this past week uh, it is being uh, it was being strongly hinted that he was going to be uh, the midnight man okay. so uh, it's it wasn't confirmed yet so I guess we'll find out in the series and uh, kind of sucks you yeah. know yeah uh, it definitely sucks uh, it, it very very tragic uh, you never want to see somebody die that young so
2: he was a decent actor, too.
0: Yeah, our uh, hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to him. Uh, speaking of big news for people in this room, we got fucking huge news. You could say that it's mega news. Uh, it has been found out, Meg 2, The Trench, what is, what is a guaranteed surefire summer blockbuster will begin f- filming in the UK this month. So I don't know why they didn't just say this week, because there's only one week left in this month, but that is what we're getting from Variety. Diesel, you are a huge Meg fan. Are How excited are you? This means we possibly might get this movie this year. I cannot wait. I I, I think they're going to have
1: to rush it, because you got to have that summer blockbuster again. The Meg, the first movie was, by all accounts, should not have been a hit. But it came out at the perfect time, and people went out and saw it in droves. And I cannot wait f- to see more of the trench. See more of the big-ass sharks eating other sharks and then eating
0: people. Eating boats. <laughs> eating everything because they're gigantic. Um, got some more news about something that's coming out. A sequel, if you will. Uh, it is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Legendary and Warner Brothers have closed a deal for Peter Billingsley. To star in and produce a sequel to A Christmas Story titled A Christmas Story Christmas. I shit you not, that's the name (laughs) of the movie. The sequel is directed by Clay Kytus, The Christmas Chronicles, from a screenplay by Nick Schnick, Nick Schnick, I swear to God that's his name, Gran Torino and the Mule bill billingsley is producing with vince vaughn through their production company wild west picture show productions production on the film is slated to begin in hungary this february of course if you don't know who peter billingsley is he is the man who played the iconic child ralphie parker in the original christmas story how do you feel about a christmas story christmas wish i was making that up ron
2: (laughs) I mean, they tried to do part two, like, they did, like, two of them, I think, yeah. I and mean, it's whatever, he's, obviously, you know, he didn't really go far in acting, and now just wants to capitalize on something, Hey, more power to him, I don't think it's gonna be good, nothing captures that movie, like, you know, the original, it's the right time, right place, For I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like that movie as a Christmas movie, but it's one of my favorites, so I watch it every year, but it's i don't foresee this happening because i just watched the second one that came and that was horrible yeah
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely diesel christmas story hot take it stinks and i don't like it (laughs) oh diesel it just so happens (sighs) that uh we we have a we have sherman here
3: come on it stinks It stinks It stinks
1: that's right i've never been a fan of a christmas story ever and it's I kudos for him make your money but oh i i shan't be watching just because this will be a pile
2: of steaming crap yeah it's probably just going straight streaming somewhere yeah. i don't foresee anything getting a theatrical release
0: i'm gonna be honest i was never a big fan of the original i mean i understand the respect it has but uh no, so i, I don't really don't care about this one either yeah, but yeah. i think it's interesting that it's a uh, christmas story christmas by the way there was no colon no apostrophe nothing just a christmas story christmas can't make that shit up and get some tax
1: breaks in hungary
0: I-oh. <laughs> Maybe they're uh, doing that with a certain favorite uh, director of ours over there. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, Here is great news for me, though, because I'm a big fan of this uh, concept. Godzilla is the king of the monsters, and now he shall soon take over Apple TV subscribers. A new report has gone live today confirming the Monsterverse's big move to television. Deadline has confirmed a live action TV series is in the works for Godzilla and it will help expand Godzilla's domain in a unique new way. Now this is going to be according to Deadline, by the way. This landmark deal will bring Legendary's pre-existing franchise to Apple TV+. The Untitled series will follow one family's journey through a world where Titans exist and they'll come to discover their secret ties to Monarch along the way. At this point there is no word on whether existing characters in the godzilla films will carry into the show but we know for sure the king of monsters will show up Uh, legendary television is producing the untitled tv series with chris black as executive producer matt fraction will serve as the showrunner along with black toho company will also have several members on board including Hiro Manasuka, and takamisha arida uh, the fact that Matt Fraction's involved in this is pretty fucking interesting and awesome all at once. So it has me hoping big things. Legendary has done a great thing with the MonsterVerse, in my opinion, especially with Godzilla in particular. Matt Fraction is one of my favorite comic book writers of all time, and he's also written plenty of screenplays. This is not the first show he'll be, a sh- you know, a sc- writing. So go, don't go there. But uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for this. How do you guys feel about it? I know you're not as big of Godzilla fan as I am, but uh, how are you guys feeling?
1: It sounds pretty interesting. I'm not sure. Like, they're obviously tight-lipped about where they're going, but everything that they've done so far, you know, Kong vs. Godzilla and all the other movies that they have put out recently have been r- surprisingly
2: good. So, I have high hopes for it. I mean, I I'm worried when they said a family. Is well, I mean, be... they've done that. They've yeah. done that for the other movies. No, yeah. I know, but like, it's like, it's like if it's a whole like. That's what I'm worried about. Like. That's yeah, a, that's the only part that I'm worried about. I, I, I get. I, I get don't know. They hit home runs
0: when they,
1: they do the storytelling. Brown's
2: family in there. No, I get it. I just that's what that's the only thing that's putting worry to me. Is that's all. I like everything else. Okay, you'll get one other. You'll get the some of the lesser monsters probably because Godzilla's got to fight something. Yeah. Absolutely. I, i'm all for it i'm a big kaiju fan cannot wait for it if this goes live
0: i'll get my apple tv plus back uh I, the free trial just ran out so i was like fuck that because i had a free year yeah because uh, i have an iphone yeah. and then i'm like yeah, i'm not paying 4.99 for a month for it because i don't i don't think i've ever watched anything yeah. on apple yeah tv plus anything. i don't even know what's on apple tv here, I, I don't know but i <laughs> i know i didn't watch any of it so uh I, if that does go on there then i shall get that back uh with that being said though we got another uh movie production in the works And this time it's a new biopic, or biopic, depending upon how you like to say it, based on Weird Al Yankovic's life. (laughs) Oh, it gets better, Diesel. It will star Harry Potter's Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, Per The Hollywood Reporter, Radcliffe will portray the five time Grammy Award winner in the new film entitled Weird. The Al Yankovic Story. The new movie was written by Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Eric Appel, alongside Yankovic himself, and will be directed by Appel. The film is is being produced by Tango and comedy website Funny or Die. Yankovic, Appel, and Funny or Die previously collaborated on a parody trailer entitled Weird, the Al Yankovic Story that lampooned Hollywood biopics that short-starred Break, Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul as the Amish Paradise Musician. Uh, the, the official description for the film describes it by saying it holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity, celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Weird, the Al Yankovic story takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time. In a statement, Yankovic expressed his excitement to see himself portrayed by Radcliffe. I am absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. (laughs) The UHF star said, When my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years like clockwork. I'm very happy to say we're on schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... First of all, it seems to be a real thing since Hollywood Reporters reporting it. Uh, although it sounds kind of gaggy, but that yeah. so doesn't everything in Weird Al Yankovic's yeah. life. I am a big Weird Al Yankovic fan. I know Diesel as well. I'm not sure. Ron, oh, yeah, are you? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I will definitely be sitting front row for this one if this does come to fruition. I do like everybody involved. Uh, Diesel, how are you feeling about Weird? The Al Yankovic story. Shut up
1: and take my money right now. <laughs> I will watch all of this. And I think Daniel Radcliffe is a perfect choice, especially after seeing him in Guns of Kimbo, where he kind of can play that wacky yet serious. Like, I this sounds amazing. And then the description, you know, his torrid affairs. He's like the golden boy of purity, so this is going to be so good. <laughs> the
2: the torrid affairs are basically his family asking him if he's gay yeah. because he didn't get married until he was like 43 yeah. or something. <laughs> Hey, it's oh, crazy. Sounds so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm in.
0: I'm, I'm fucking all in. Uh, this is a great thing. I, I think Daniel Radcliffe looks great for the role. I like him as an actor. I, yeah. well, I, I like you. Guns Akimbo was fucking super. Yeah, if you want to like see so. a great movie, you see yeah. that. Maybe one time we'll review that because uh, I, I think it's a very lost gem amongst most yeah. people. But Guns Akimbo, very, very good. Um, yeah. Take my money. I'm with Diesel on that one. So we're gonna do things a slightly different. There is technically two news stories that we're gonna to roll together and we're gonna end and you'll see why with them. Uh, so we're gonna give you kind of like the you know the normal thing. So it's gonna be a little different here uh, because once again, we are talking about celebrities who have passed away and it always sucks. And uh, this time I decided to do it at the end because I feel like the moment of silence is better suited for the end of, of the discussion than the beginning. So we have two more stories. But then we're going to take our break. When we come back, it'll be Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff, and then Diesel's Movie Club Review at the end of the show, as it is every week. Uh, Of course, it is not going to be a new film. We will still play a spoiler alert. And we're keeping a secret from you for a reason. All we can tell you is that it's going to star one of the next two people. And we'll even tell you who it is. It's the second of the two. Uh, So that's your only clue that you're getting going into it. So with that being said, though, I would like to first start off by saying that uh, we lost... Uh, basically on the same day one died at, at night and the next yeah. the next morning. So basically on the same day um, This past week we lost uh, great comedian Louie Anderson uh, Uh, I'm going to read this right from Variety because I think they did a great job of summing this up. Louis Anderson, the iconic Emmy Award winning comedian, actor and game show host, died uh, Friday in Las Vegas after battling cancer. His publicist confirmed to Variety he was 68. A seasoned stand-up with a career spanning over four decades, Anderson broke through as a comedian in 1984 when he performed a set on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. From there, he performed a comedy special on Showtime in 1987, made regular TV appearances on late-night shows, and appeared in movies such as Ferris Bueller's Day Off in 1986 and Coming to America in 1988. In 1995, Anderson produced, created, and starred in the Fox original animated series Life with Louie. Like much of Anderson's stand-up, Life with Louie was based heavily on his experiences growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota, and a large family of 11 children. The comic voiced a fictionalized version of his 8-year-old self in the show, winning two daytime Emmy- Emmys, for a performer in an animated program. The show ran from 1995 to 1998. In 1996, he created and starred in The Louie Show, a short-lived sitcom on CBS that was canceled after six episodes in 99. Anderson was the first host for the third revival of the hit syndicated game show Family Feud, leaving the show after four years in 2002. In recent years, Anderson garnered acclaim for his performance in the FX original comedy series, Baskets, the show which premiered in 2006 and ran until 2019 or 2016, sorry, and ran until 2019, Star co-creator Zach Galifianakis as professional clown Chip Baskets who worked in the local rodeo of Bakersfield, California. Anderson portrayed Chip's overbearing mother, Christine, in all four seasons of the show, and he received an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor for his work in the first season. He would receive two further nominations in 2017 and 2018. Recently Anderson reprised his coming to America role in 2021 sequel coming to America and appeared in a guest role in season three of HBO Max's original series search party since 2017. He has been a regular panelist on the game show. Funny. You should ask. Uh, of course Anderson is survived by his two sisters, Lisa and Shanna Anderson um, real quick before we, because obviously we're going to do a moment of uh, uh, silence after both people, but uh uh, what do you remember about Louis Anderson Diesel?
1: I was I always liked him. I thought he was a great host for Family Feud. I wasn't a huge fan of his stand up personally, and I forgot about all his TV shows. Holy shit, he did have a hell of a career, but he always just seemed like he he had a rough upbringing, but it just seems like still a happy person. So yeah. this one this one sucks. That's a sad one.
2: Uh, this one really sucks. I mean, because I actually the his the sitcom that only was six it was actually kind of a hidden gem uh-huh. it just didn't find its niche which at that time was hard to do um and there's a million sitcoms that come and go like that and it, it i actually enjoyed it i remember watching it i'm like okay it's and then you know back then you know the the sixth week the seventh week comes around and it's not there you're like no, no, oh <laughs> no then you try looking for it on random hours like 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. in like a Saturday. It's like nope, yeah, that's gone. um He's one of the few I remember seeing in Johnny Carson uh, reruns because it was said '84. So yeah. like, I mean, I started watching Johnny Carson uh like '86 to '88 somewhere in, in between there. um My parents used to just laugh like, "Why are you watching?" This? I'm like, "I just enjoy Johnny Carson," and I remember catching some of the old reruns of you know they of that. Um he, this one does suck. He, I, I did enjoy his stand-up
0: uh, Absolutely, and uh, definitely big uh, influence in comedy as a whole. I was a big fan of uh, Definitely the animated series. I was also a huge fan of his work, especially uh, growing up I'm a huge coming to America fan as we all know So he has yeah. one of the, <laughs> the best little spots in that movie talking about and that's where you make the big bucks <laughs> uh, it, it was just so great the, the way he delivered lines uh, phenomenal. It's very, very uh, sad to hear that he's gone. Unfortunately, he was not the only one to pass, as we just talked about. Um, this past week, uh, we lost. And I'm going to read this straight from, uh, actually, comicbook.com this time, because they did a great job of uh, doing, I wouldn't say a eulogy, but a good job of, you know, buttoning up everything. Uh, Michael Leoday, the singer and actor professionally known as Meatloaf, uh, died at the age of 74 years old. <clears throat> the award-winning rocker also appeared in the blockbuster Saturday Night Live spin-off film Wayne's World and the 1999 cult classic Fight Club. No cause of death was given, although his family was apparently with him for the day leading up to his passing. His over-the-top style of rock not only lent itself to great stage performances, but gave him a chance to shine on Broadway in the musical Hair. In addition to appearing in the film version, Meatloaf was a part of the original Broadway cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course, as we all know. Uh, Meatloaf, uh, sorry, getting down. Meatloaf, uh, the star's Bat Out of Hell album, is one of the best-selling albums of all time. And the numbers for its follow-ups, Bat Out of Hell 2, Back to Hell, and Bat Out of Hell 3, The Monster is Loose, combined with the original to account for more than 65 million units sold. He won a Grammy for the song I'd Do Anything for Love and the track Paradise by the Dashboard Light, uh, which both became pop culture staples. In 2001, Paradise by the Dashboard Light was a key needle drop in Josie and the Pussycats, the comic book adaptation that has gone on to become a cult classic. According to the filmmakers, it was an obvious choice. Um, Of course, mostly known, in my opinion, for being a singer and a great singer-songwriter. And uh, then, of course, uh, I would have to say between Hair and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um you can't you know musical, definitely Broadway talent. And then last but certainly not least, let's be honest, he popped up in a lot of projects, most notably, I mean they did cover it very well. Wayne's World, we all remember that. And of course, uh you know, Fight Club, amongst others. Uh Diesel, of course, some some lesser uh Movies. I mean, I know, I know we, we're balancing these around because I'll give you a clue. One of the movies we just listed is going to be Diesel's Movie Club review of this week in honor of Meatloaf. Diesel, I know you're a big fan of Meatloaf. I uh, when I first met you, I mean, I'm a fan as well, but not as big a fan as you. Uh, how did this? How do you accept this one?
1: Yeah, this one really bummed me out. Uh, the first cassette tape I ever owned was Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. As a, like, eight-year-old, I'm jamming out to <laughs> someone that I've looked up to because, you know, growing up as a fat kid, like, here's this fat guy who has stage fright and yet still could go out there and put on a hell of a performance. He might not remember it, but he'll go out there and do it. Um Just, I love his music. Um, I love his acting. I this this was this one yeah he was one of my favorites from my early age and then went up until now like I still listen to Meatloaf quite often like even before he passed away like this was sort of like one of my bucket list performances too I would loved to see Meatloaf perform live and now yeah. I
2: can't Ron
0: you want to add anything to that
2: please? no I mean it definitely he is there's a big loss here I mean he he was an entertainer his music was something I know some. I overheard some people talking, and like, giving him crap that like he didn't write his own songs. I'm like, that's the music industry, people. Yeah. A lot of times, you don't write your own songs; you get songs and you perform them. Yeah, and, and Jim
1: Steinway got credited, so yeah,
2: yeah so <laughs> everybody got credited <laughs> and it got placed. Like he he performed those songs. It's, it's like you said; it's still a popular CD or CD record sale, yeah. whatever you want, however you want to sell. It's still selling. He he, this is a big empty hole now. That we won't have, and, and you know, in Rody Josh's words, every DJ has to give him credit because when they had to go take a shit, he <laughs> put on the ten-minute version of the song so you can run to the bathroom. Nope. Oh, <laughs> it, agreed. You know, it's, it's just what it is. But it, this is this one sucks. I'm glad you kind of brought up the writing part of that. Uh,
0: you know, the funny part about it is is that usually, usually in music, it works out that the uh, more overweight. Not attractive person is the writer for an attractive person, or even yeah. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> tactical, you know, we'll throw that out there. And in this case, his talents as a singer were so great that the fact that he was overweight and wasn't exactly what we'll call a looker was overlooked because his singing was so great. Yeah. And he was such a larger than life. And I'm not talking about his weight, it's not a shot, but. He was such a larger-than-life presence. It's weird that he had stage fright. Because here's a man who, when he was in Broadway productions, when he was doing musicals, he was just this, this like, you know, he commanded the stage. And not because of size, but he was just, he was just this gigantic personality. You know, there's very few people in life, and I I always think it's weird because I really believe. I guess this is as a fat guy, we we look for this more for with fat people. But I always believe the the larger than life personalities always belong to bigger people, and you know, Chris Farley comes to mind, John Belushi comes to mind, and and more. But I'm just saying, like, and he was he embodied that, and I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I I you know I I. I, when I was younger, I was a lot thinner, higher metabolism, all that. so I don't have to share your you know yeah. diesel your 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 childhood things, but I can still see where like he gave inspiration to so many because here this man was, once again not a looker. he was a little as as, as the, the the late great dusty Rhodes would say, my belly's a little big, you know, he wasn't a great little little belly belly and uh, you know, here he was the largest music star in the fucking world. Like you gotta remember, when this guy would put out music, it would sh- it would it would go up the charts and shut shit down, man. Like like that's no lie. I mean, sixty five million units plus is not a, yeah. anything <laughs> to squander at. That's rarefied error, people. That we're talking. The only people with bigger numbers than that are the Beatles and Michael Jackson. I mean, there's a few others, but like to come to mind right away.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, he did ballads, like seven minute, eight minute, ten minute huh? songs that he just. Hell, it out like and was, didn't miss it. Like, yeah. it, it's amazing to and,
1: me. And he'd go out there, rock out, and sweat up like <laughs> fucking crazy. And people wanted, like, the producers were just like, well, we, we can't put this attractive woman singing next to you. No one's going to buy it. And they're like, No, we want to perform with him and they will buy it. Yeah. And people Absolutely.
0: did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, and on top of that, you know, at some point in juncture in the 90s, he couldn't hit the high notes anymore due to back problems. Okay. Uh, and so he just stopped. Performing, he went on one final tour. Said, "If I can't perform at top tier, I'm not going to do it anymore." And a lot of people, that would have been crippling. And instead, he's like, "No, I'm just going to be a movie star." And he started acting in movies, and he did an amazing job in all the movies. We we mentioned some of the roles, but he's been in a ton of movies, and he's he's always been good in them. It's not like he's you know he, he, I'm not saying all the movies were good because Black Dog not very good. <laughs> However, he was good in the movie. Like, you know, so like I've always thought that he's such a he's one of those renaissance men You know, not only was he a singer not only was he a performer on Broadway, which that that's not just singing folks That's singing dancing moving, you know So that's that's two different things really and then of course acting acting is a whole nother beast even There's a difference between theatrical acting musical acting and acting on a on a set yeah. so like the fact that and then of course singing like this man renaissance man mm-hmm. And uh, once again, definitely a legendary artist and will definitely be missed. Uh, Both Louis Anderson, legendary comedian, and Renaissance man, if you will, Meatloaf. Both are going to be sorely missed. Our condolences go out to their friends, family, and fans, Mm -hmm. which we are amongst them. And uh, last but not least, we're going to have a moment of silence and uh, then we'll be going to break. So let's remember those two. Hey, this is kind of Padawan Jay, Coach Duffy, from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast.
3: You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too, and I'm still trying to...
1: Welcome back to Diesel's Movie, Triple Stuff. We have kind of a slow week in the box office, but coming in at number five for its fifth week, The Kingsman, with another $1.8 million. Get it, get it. Uh, Number four this week, Debuting, with $3.7 million, Redeeming Love. Ah, that wasn't for me, obviously. Uh, Fifth week on the list again. Sing 2 with another $5.7 million. Dude, they gave away the whole movie and the kids
0: still wanted to go see it. Kudos to them. Yep. Uh, dropping down to the number two spot, Scream with $12.4 million. Good drop off, but I mean, that's kind of normal second week now in the pandemic yep. with the exception of probably what is number one, because that's just holding on like fucking, well, it's a great movie, let's be honest.
1: Reclaiming the number one spot, Spider-Man No Way Home with $14.1
0: million. I dare say it is outside of Shang-Chi. I think it's the only other movie during the pandemic that's kind of held on to a grasp multiple weeks. Yeah. Shang Chi held on for only two or three weeks, though.
2: Yeah,
0: and I'm not talking um, about being number one. I'm no. talking about but making good money. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, think it, I
2: think it went a whole month.
0: It did go a whole month. Yeah. yeah, but this is going Cause on cause for it was a while. A Halloween
2: Kills, I think was what knocked that off. We're going a
0: into week. month two for fucking. Yeah. We're we're already over a month in, going into month two yeah. for Spider Man. So I mean,
2: I'll probably try
0: kudos kudos to them though. It's great movie. And then coming out this week
1: on January 28th, not much. We have the requin clean and a taste of
0: hunger. But next week, oh, oh, when the moon attacks, moonfall. I was in for that <laughs> fucking movie until they added the aliens. aliens. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm thinking here's what I'm thinking cuz also coming out on February 4th, jackass forever. So I'm thinking Diesel's Movie Club let's keep the show good because obviously either one of these is going to bring some funny so I'm thinking for the actual show after the fourth so the first week after the fourth we do Jackass Forever of course also because Diesel is one of Diesel's favorite movies but we do a bonus episode sometime during the week and we'll go see Moonfall and we'll just do a bonus episode of review for Moonfall because that way if it's really the shits then we have way more time to talk shit about it because I feel like and I'm not I'm not going away from doing bad movies during Diesel's Movie Club because trust me we've already done some. <laughs> yeah. But it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with two movies are coming out. I'm pretty sure everybody at this table. I don't know. I speak for me and Diesel at least. We're more excited to see Jackass. Are you as well or no? Yeah, you don't I'm, really I'm, you take it or, I'm, it. I'm it or leave it. I'm taking or leaving. But me and I'm, him are. Yeah. We, we grew up on the CKY no, no, videos yeah, and the Jackass. Yeah, so I get it. I'm. I, we're in. So that's that's a given. Whereas Moonfall, I was in when it was just the fucking moon crashing into the earth. I thought, okay, another shitty disaster film. But sometimes I find them entertaining. Like there's parts of you know Day After Tomorrow I enjoyed. It's not a good movie. No, also the same thing with fucking uh, what was it? Twenty twelve? Yeah,
2: tw- yeah, 2012. yeah. Twenty
0: twelve was the name of the movie too, as well. Uh, yeah, I I, I enjoyed for certain parts of that movie. I, I did. <laughs> it was shitty. And a lot of it was funny because it was shitty. I don't think it was meant to be funny. I just found it funny. Yeah. And and so I usually find entertainment. But once they started adding fucking aliens in it, it's all, all fucking weird and wonky. I'm like, yeah, nah, we're good. Counterpoint, though. This
1: movie, with the exception of Aliens, now becomes a prequel to Mars Attacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. This movie is a prequel. Of, well, actually, this movie is a far-removed sequel, technically, If you look into the teasers from those trailers, it's probably a far removed sequel to Star Wars because the moon is a fucking Death Star.
2: (laughs) I'm being serious.
0: If you look into it, they're on some kind of ship and and later on, you know, like when they're fighting through, I believe that's the fucking moon. So we're going to find out the moon is some kind of Death Star. And I just just don't (laughs) like that compared to just like a good old fashioned disaster movie where fucking shit went wonky and for some reason the moon's going to crash into Earth. I would feel like that would be the better movie. And then we have to send fucking Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and everybody else who's still alive from Armageddon up there so they can blow the moon into two with some nukes. And then we get, you know, and this time we let Ben Affleck sacrifice himself. Bruce Willis lives. Because Bruce, come, ah, ready? Because Ben Affleck's older now, so he's old enough to have a daughter who could be like 18 or 20, and we find out old man Bruce Willis has got a love affair with his daughter (laughs) All right, man. So we do it. We do it fucking backwards. I'm, I'm not talking about some weird shit. So his Ben Affleck's 20 year old daughter is, is fucking old man 60 year old Bruce Willis.
1: To <laughs> be fair, we keep the same characters. And
2: uh, from is rock on. And
1: it's uh, Bruce Willis's granddaughter.
2: <laughs> and we're gonna go even further,
0: step further, because we know that we like current events. Now that Ben is back in the thing, J Lo's in this fucking movie. We, we take J-Lo. God damn it, now I'm rooting for the moon. Right, exactly. <laughs> we were rooting for the fucking asteroid. Listen, I don't know who was not rooting for the asteroid. Even Steve Buscemi was rooting for the fucking asteroid. <laughs> he just wanted for to feel good power re- between for, his for, legs. For, for re- no, he wanted to get out of the bay of that buddy back because he thought the world was coming to an end. Great, great moves, by the way. Because um, let's be honest, Liv Tyler in that movie, not good. She's She is hot. And, and even worse than her in that movie, that fucking Aerosmith song creepiest song of all time whisper those words to your girlfriend out of context i swear to god she's leaving (laughs) whisper
1: those words to a stranger (laughs) (laughs) i would stay awake just to hear you breathing
0: (laughs) dude every time i do that into a microphone because we've done this before it makes diesel shiver it's fucking hilarious (laughs) it's creepy as shit the only thing that makes him tighten up quicker is fucking scientology baby i don't know man what if it? What if? Ooh, ooh! What if Steven Tyler was a Scientologist? What would that do? What when if you hear those words? What if the moon is
1: Xenu? Ooh!
0: What if L. Ron Hubbard's driving the moon? Oh, dude! Oh. By the way, Moonfall does sound like something L. R., L. Ron Hubbard would write. But if done. that was the case, it would be starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know they won't give it to the fucking Travolta. Against the last time they did a, a, a written in space movie for Travolta, it failed miserably. Let's be fair, it was written by L. Ron Hubbard. That's why it failed miserably, but, you know, whatever. That's they, not the story they're talking telling. They pulled all the stops, too. They even got <laughs> Barry Pepper. Wasn't that Battlestar Earth, if yeah. I really remember? Yeah. Or uh, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I knew I was off on something there. It wasn't as good as Starship Troopers. By the way, that oh, was a great movie. Yeah. Starship
1: Troopers. Fuck yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. You like Starship no, Troopers? I love Starship, Starship Troopers. troopers. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're all agreed. Now, with all that said, let's get back on track. That's my job as the host, to not get us off track. So, <clears throat> there's our promise. Jackass Forever will be the Diesels Movie Club review in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And then we will put out an additional episode that week whenever we can record it. Even we might even record it early and just put it out after of for Moonfall. It'll be its own thing. Because I feel like we're gonna get an hour of shitting on that film. And if I have to waste my time going to that movie, I might as well get an hour of shitting on it. Early Oscar pick. <laughs> That's bullshit. You know yeah, it. No I way. Fucking know. Dude, I I I here's the problem. It, this is gonna be the funny thing. To be the contrarian, Diesel is trying to get to try to find a reason to love the movie, and in, I guarantee it's going to be another one of those movies he tries that to where he's like, "Fuck my life, it's fucking shit. Just can't do it, man." Because no, he I tries. Don't. Sometimes he tries to be the contrarian,
2: and it doesn't oh, work. Yeah, but it'll probably be a movie that I actually enjoy. Oh, uh, and then we'll be just good.
0: be able to shit. Yeah. We'll be able to dunk on Ron for an entire episode. <laughs> like that's why the bonus episode works. It'll be an hour of dunking on Ron for liking a shit film. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest with the fans. So I'll probably end up liking this movie Listen, more than you. If do. Ron.
0: If Ron likes this movie and gives it, if the movie gets more than a two no. by Ron, you know it might get a three. It ready, might ready, get a three. Ready, ready. If it gets more than a two by Ron, one of the weeks we're off, we will watch the Best Men.
3: <laughs>
0: one, not, not off, but one of the weeks yeah. where we don't have a new movie. Can we make that deal at this table? <laughs> now, this is giving Ron the reasons to find a reason to, to rate this as a three. I understand that. But you have to be honest about it. No, if no, it's no, really, no, no. If no, you no, really, no. If when you walk out of that theater, because yeah, I, I know, because Ron, Ron will give his opinion right away. We all do when we yeah. go to the theater. If you walk on, you're like, it's the shits, and then come in here and say it's a three just to make us watch that, I'm going to know. No, no, and, no, no, cause no. I, no, I, no. It's on I, the I table. wouldn't do that to you. By the way, The Best Men is on the table for, a different, uh, for any anyways. It's on the table. I'm just saying we will do it sooner if <laughs> you like that movie
2: more.
3: I, I, I well, mean, not more all than honest, all I'm saying a
0: two or better. because uh, Anything better than a two. So it's got to be a three. Yeah. Because we don't I, do the points on the on the. Yeah, on the like, I'll
2: be honest. It, it'll probably be around a two just from what I've seen in the trailers. But who knows? That's I why
0: I didn't say a one, if you yeah. noticed. Because I yeah. knew you probably like it more than a one. Yeah. I, me, and Diesel will probably be at a solid I'll be. Game. I'm,
2: I'm just being honest. Like, it might.
0: I, it might actually get like like I fuck this movie. Fucking one. I'm not playing this game. It, I re, re, refuse to vote. It's, it's less than a. It's less than a fucking no. No and one is the, is the lowest you can go. We're going zero. Going zero, Alex. It's called fuck no. New category. who it could be the first fuck no. New category. All right. With that being said, let's get back on track. Now that we've made these backdoor deals. And uh, that means it's top three time. Diesel, Then what's
1: this week's top three? Top three, speaking of fuck no, the top three fuck no, we can't lose this person in 2022.
0: Uh, explain this further for the listeners at home.
1: Every week this year, we have been losing loved, beloved celebrities. And there's a few, I have a handful, where if they don't make it through 2022, I might not make it through 2022. So your top three celebrities that
0: you we need to protect this year. Now, is there any qualifiers for this? Like, could I say just the ones that I like? Yeah. Because they could be any age, any shape, yeah, yeah, any size. Yep. Okay. But I'm going to probably go funny with this. Let's yes. be fucking honest. Uh, so number three, Bill Cosby.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> number two, Donald Trump.
3: <laughs> now, who's going to make
0: America great again in 2024? Yeah. Ah, yes. No, no, no. Uh, That's not my real number three. I thought it was good. It was a good joke. Uh, Kevin Spacey. uh, (laughs) Actually, Kevin Spacey might be an honorable mention. The only reason why. Please don't kill me, Kevin Spacey. We we understand why you were canceled, but we still love you just because, let's be honest, it's really, we do have a gun to our head because it seems like anybody who criticizes that man just dies. So he just (laughs) needs to live just because I don't want to be the one that says that he needs to die. So honorable mention from all of us. Agreed. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Literally, I, I feel the way about Kevin Spacey as Diesel does about Scientology. I've said it in the past, and I'm being honest. I'm covering all my bases. You know, at night you pray to God. I pray to Kevin Spacey won't murder me. <laughs> yeah. uh, not to God. I just pray to Kevin Spacey. Please don't murder me, Mr. Spacey. I believe you. I believe you. I, they, save me with your voodoo magic. That twelve year old wanted it. <laughs>
3: Oh, shit. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here.
1: <laughs> Full disclosure, I do not believe that, but I want Kevin to believe that I believe that. <laughs> oh, man. If somebody's going to snip that clip, you're going to get canceled.
0: Dude, please. Please cancel us. Please. I, for two reasons. For one, I might take the cancellation and just go home. <laughs> but probably not. If, you, know, you know what they say. You get canceled, you get money. Yeah. I, I could use some money. I think you could, too. Fuck let's go anyways all joking aside though <clears throat> let's get serious about it. all right so my number three spot we talked about this man last week he is a fucking well he's not from the united states so he can't be a national treasure so i'm gonna call him a global treasure because until he's bond idris alba should not die uh please don't die Idris Elba. do not ruin the bond franchise we need you uh it's big shoes to fill after daniel craig we need you we need you all right, number two. <clears throat> number two is a hard one. I'm trying to, I, like, because I've, I've got so many people in my head for different reasons. And some of them, like, my, my brain always tells me to go with the funny reasons, obviously. Uh, but uh, some of them are, are really for self-experience. Uh, but my number two is going to go to Ryan Reynolds. Because I know A-Ron's going to pick him anyways, which is fine. But my reasoning is I can't deal with Ron if Ryan Reynolds dies. <laughs> <coughs> oh. Moby Ron is not fun Yeah. and I, I there's only so many dinners and food that I can feed Ron until he gets over it If if I feel like if Ryan Reynolds dies it'll be like if, if one of Ron's family members dies and I'm not prepared for that and neither is no. Diesel so no, my number two is Ryan Reynolds because we don't want to deal with the aftermath so plus, I did go with a comedy one plus I might need to switch over to Mint Mobile I mean, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and my number one because let's be honest yeah, whether he dies or not this year, he will probably be my man crush of the year. And that's in the shitty movie. Jared Leto doesn't need to die. Because I don't want to feel like I'm a necrophiliac if he passes away and I make him man crush of the year. So, number one, Jared Leto. Go ahead,
2: Ron. Honorable mention Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, I figured you would go with Ryan Reynolds. That, um, number three, Ian McShane from Deadwood. Alice Origin. Uh, okay. uh, Blackbeard. Pirates of the Curie and Strange Ah, okay. So you're going uh, with more logical picks. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen, obviously. Uh, very and good. Yes, yes. Then that'd of course be a sad year. And then, of course, his best friend, Patrick Stewart. So, the last but not least. If Patrick Stewart goes, that will be another one that I might be curled up in a ball and crying for a month.
0: <laughs> My list went comedy and yours went serious. Li- but by, by the way, I like all of those picks. And I hope Diesel picks one of the ones that I would have picked. So go ahead if I was being serious. Yeah. Which, what? I mean, I don't want any of those people to my list. I just went with comedy reasons yeah. for picking
1: them. All right. So, um, just because he's had a rough uh, last couple of years, number three, Johnny Depp. He can't go out this way. That bitch can't get him.
2: <laughs>
1: number two, and we had a scare this week, the governator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no. Get maybe the, the job, not, us. Maybe not for his movie career, because I, I could I do could, it. He's, he's been my life, like an icon in my life, my entire life. So Get to the job, And then my number one is a serious one. If John Goodman does not make it through 2022, I am offing myself.
0: Yeah. By the way, <laughs> he is on my list. By the way, the one that you didn't mention that I would put on a serious list, Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. I can't lose Sam Elliott this year, <laughs> damn it. I really can't. I love Sam Elliott. Uh, John Goodman is if you're on a serious list as well. Uh, also um, <clears throat> uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm not ready to lose that talent yet because, uh, let's be honest, every year he makes a movie,
1: he wins the Oscar. You just got to hope for uh, Sam Elliott that Alec Baldwin doesn't join the cast of Yellowstone.
0: Oh, that's a rough one, God damn it! Fuck Alec Baldwin. <laughs> uh, Nobody who Does anybody at home really like Alec Baldwin? Just write in. That's fine. If you want to send the hate mail, send it to 3 at gmail.com. Actually, fuck it, you can send it to any of the social medias as well if you really want to. But let's be honest, I don't think anybody really likes Alec Baldwin. And if you do, we have to real have a real long conversation about what a bad human being you are. All joking aside about my Kevin Spacey jokes, hoo yeah. I mean, uh, let's see, what hasn't Alec Baldwin done that other celebrities have been pseudo-canceled for? He's gone on the racist tirade on a, an answering machine, like Mel Gibson. Um, there is definitely sexual assault allegations against him. Uh, his daughter <laughs> says a lot of not good things about him. I'm just saying, Am I, he
1: killed a person and try to make himself the victim after <laughs> that, <laughs> which is the
0: most eatable part of that. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying the obvious. I think I'm speaking for us all. And if 2020, if we have to sacrifice somebody in 2022, Alec Baldwin can go. I I, I said it. I said what I said. He
1: could be our Joe in the volcano.
0: Listen. I said what I fucking said and I met what I, I said. Just, just throwing it out there. Uh, Diesel, I want to give you, well, because I, I have to bring up the, the stuff for the movie because, you know, uh, I was too busy making jokes there. What is going to be Diesel Movie Club pick in honor of the late Great Meatloaf?
1: His name is Robert Paulson.
0: Fight Club. That is fucking right, baby. Uh, Fight Club It debuted on September 10th, 1999 in Venice. And then it got its release in the United States and Worldwide on October 15th, 1999. It's got a runtime of 139 minutes, distributed by 20th Century Fox. It was produced by Fox 2000 Pictures, Regency Enterprise, New Regency Films, Linson Films. Of course, it is based on Fight Club by the great Chuck Palahniuk, screenplay by Jim Yules, and directed by the great David Fincher. Uh, It is uh, produced by uh, Art Linson, Cien Sheffan. Ross Grayson Bell. The cinematography was by Jeff Cronwith, and it was edited by James Haygood, and music by the Dust Brothers. Of course, starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, Meatloaf, and fuck everybody else and their mother. Let's be honest. We're going to end up talking about everybody in the cast later on, anyway, so don't worry. Uh, It was made with a budget of 63 to 65 million. Do you guys want to guess the box office? Uh,
2: 120. I don't even. I don't remember if I went to theaters for this one. I think I watched it late.
0: I do believe. No, I wasn't friends with you at the time because no. that was before. I did not see this in theaters. I thought after I saw it on home video.
2: That was still in the days of Hollywood video, by the yep. way. Yeah. So I didn't hear much hype about it. So you said one twenty. Yep. Um, I'll I'll say ninety.
0: Uh, both of you are very close, by the way. $101.2 million. Yep.
2: So yeah. it did make its money back
0: in yeah. Anthem, Uh which is expected. And it went on to be a cult classic. Let's be honest. This movie has been up. Uh, Let's give you the quick synopsis before we jump into the good, the bad, ugly. A depressed man, Edward Norton, suffering from insomnia, meets a strange soap salesman named Tyler Dirt and Brad Pitt, and soon finds himself living in his squalid house after his perfect apartment is destroyed. The two bored men form an underground club with strict rules and fight other men who are fed up with their mundane lives. Their perfect partnership phrase when Marla helena bonham carter a fellow support group crasher attracts tyler's intention uh, that was the synopsis from google by the way it doesn't give away too much that's no. fine so diesel i'm going to start with you because i know you're like out of all we all love this movie because i'm spoiler yeah. alert it's probably going to rate very well uh i know you're the biggest fan of it because you are the person i had seen this movie obviously but you are the person who introduced me to chuck palnick and i read the book after because you introduced me to them, as well as the great books like Choke and and so on and so forth. Go ahead. Uh, what is your positives, which I'm sure the laundry list is going to be long for all of us, so we'll just join in, for Fight Club.
1: Yeah, without giving any spoilers, uh, positives.
0: Oh, sorry, recommendation first, then we have to play spoilers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Recommendations, go see this movie. But with um, this has one of the probably top ten movie twists of all time in it. Uh, really great. Uh, the acting in it is phenomenal. Like the fight choreography, it's great. The storyline itself is often misconstrued, but it is a very cool um, um,
0: reason for telling the story. Ron, do you, see, the reason I've skipped over recommendations is because, I mean, let's be honest, this is a 20 plus year old movie, so I was not going to do, but we're going to play spoilers just in case, because I don't want to ruin a movie that maybe people didn't see, but I'm assuming most of our listeners have seen it, but recommendation, yes or no?
2: Yes, definitely, definitely see this movie, like, it's one of Roddy Josh's favorite movies too. I think, I think I watched it once before then, and then he's like, telling am like, what are you talking about? I don't remember, like, and then I watched it again, I'm like, oh, now I get it. I just want to throw this out there. My recommendation
0: is simple. This is one of those essential movies that everybody should see. Right. Yes. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Great movie. David Fincher does a great job. I, I agree with Diesel Twist. Uh, by the way, it's free on Amazon Prime. Uh, but even if it wasn't, it is worth renting this movie. Hell, it's worth buying this movie. Uh, you will not be. I, I, I honestly, I'm going to say you won't be disappointed. Uh, and it is what I, when people ask me about essential films, this is one of them. So with that being said, to be fair, because we should do it, let's drop the drop. After this drop, you're warning for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie that is literally this year will be 23, (laughs) um, then this is your time to dive out. If you have seen this or you don't care if it's spoiled because it's 23 years old and you might want a further recommendation, stay tuned, but we are going to play a spoiler alert because Diesel is honest, the ending is probably, if you've never seen it, it, is probably worth not spoiling for those folks. So here we go. All right, now we are talking spoilers. So now, Diesel, sorry. Positives of Fight Club. We're going positives first. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure the negative list is going to
1: be very tiny. <laughs> so the um, acting between Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, uh, they have the some of the greatest chemistry between two actors I've ever seen. Like they are great together. But then, then you got David uh, Fincher's dark storytelling. It looks dark. It is dark. It is a story about you know disenfranchised youth that is now men and wow when you get the reveal that tyler Durden's not actually there yeah. but he is there but he's not there yeah. he's just part of jack's imagination it is mind-blowing yeah quite literally by the way <laughs> uh
0: i just want to throw this out there do not go to google if you don't know the spoiler because on google you know how they list the actors yeah. in their plot they list Brad Pitt as the narrator. They also list Edward Norton as the narrator, giving away the entire fucking movie. By the way, yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, I know we jumped ahead and told you the spoiler early on, but you know, let's be honest. If we're talking positives, that's going to be there. Uh, is that it? Did you want to mention yeah. for right now, Ron? Anything you want to add to that? Because obviously, that's a big, uh, big lot for why you should watch it.
2: No, oh, this is definitely one of those movies that everybody acted well in it. Like all the chemistry through the whole movie. It, it it's. You know, Like you said, it's 23 years old, so I probably saw it when it came out, so I probably was 21 at the time when I saw it. Uh I just remember watching it the first time, and then Josh, you know, Rody Josh talking about it when I started working. I'm like and, I like, and I'll be honest, I was watching a lot of stuff, so I didn't really take it all in, but I rewatched it. Like, oh. And then, like, just the little, the little nuances from the movie, like him having all these other random jobs just because he thinks he's sleeping but he's not yeah. and he's just dude, you know like he's cutting films so he puts dicks in the film and it just starts periodically pop. like once you see him in the movie they just yeah. pop up periodically through the rest of the movie and you see him all the time and you're yeah. just like yep, yep there's that okay there's that like little nuances with that just make this movie great
1: yeah and the movie gives it away in the beginning when we get the clip of Brad Pitt in the beginning of the movie but we don't notice that we saw that we're yeah. just like whoa that was weird yeah
0: yeah it's true yeah That's true. Uh, I will say this. David Fincher, great artist. Uh, As far as the movie goes, uh, with the positives, you guys hit the nail on the head. Obviously, those are the big ones. The story is put together so well to get you to the twist ending, and it's one of the greatest twist endings of all time. Uh, shout outs though uh, Jared Leto Is amazing this uh, This is the start of Man Crush for Leto I just want to throw that out there Because it was around this time I also found uh, 30 Seconds of Mars yeah. And uh, It was Very shortly before this I do believe Was uh, Requiem right? Or was it shortly yeah, after I think it was before this Yeah I think it was Before this as well And you're too Blonde. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to an unsung hero playing in the in, one of the interns in this movie is Richmond Arquette, the less the least known member of the Arquette dynasty. I just want to throw that out there. He is a member of the Arquette dynasty. Nobody thinks about him. Poor guy. So we're giving him his shine today.
1: The uh, like mailroom guy, the supply guy. Yes. Holy shit,
0: Richmond Arquette. I just want to throw that out there, and you know why? Because he is overshadowed by every. Other fucking Arquette on the planet. Nobody even probably noticed he was in this movie. Wow. Actually, probably nobody even noticed that he was a one of the members of that yeah. family. <laughs> so with that being said, I also want to give a huge shout out. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of Helena Bonham Carter, uh, the former... Uh, ex Mrs uh, scissor hands if you will because uh, she was married to you know one of our favorite directors oh. Nye. Nye. <laughs> anyways uh, she does a great job in this film yeah. I actually I thought she was really good uh, I'm like I said I'm usually not a fan of her acting however in this movie she, she did an amazing job. And then the reason you picked this movie, let's be honest, because there's one iconic line that describes meatloaf in this movie, and I will never forget it, because as the narrator is telling us uh, about the people in the Fight Club, we get to Bob, and we find out that Bob, he has bitch tits, and that is one of the greatest lines ever in a movie for whatever reason. Uh, I also, come on, let's be honest, how many things were started off of the rules of Fight Club? Oh, yeah. How many things do you see nowadays that were started off of the first rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight club? The second rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight club. That thing has become like such this cultural icon thing that's happened since this movie. And there's other things in this movie that are culturally become icons because of this movie. And the movie stands for mayhem, and we all stand for mayhem. (laughs) So now it gets to the harder part, let's be honest. Negatives for Fight Club. We'll start with you again, Diesel. What were your some of your negatives of this movie? See, I actually don't have any negatives for
1: the movie. I have negative takeaways okay. for the people that are just like kind of like use this as a this movie as a excuse for like the plight of the white male. That's not what this movie's about. Oh no, yeah. yeah. Um, that's like other than that, like that people miss the point of Palnock's work on this one. Yeah. Um, it is really
2: good. I don't have any takeaways that are negative.
0: Ron, do you have anything to take away from this
2: negatively? Nothing really. Like honestly, the, the movie is well rounded all the way through. I mean, even the, the the random concept of blowing up the credit card industry so you can start from, from zero. Start from zero. Like huh. it's so far fetched, but even technically like, it would work. It, yeah. It's well, like, at that
0: time, Now, not so much. But yeah, at that
2: time, yeah, at that time it would it would work. Like it, it's so far fetched, but it's almost like one of like it's almost like a sixty uh, Batman sixty six villain scheme. Yeah. Like when you really break it down, like it's just something so far. from Well, let's just start credit score. Everybody's at zero, and that's the concept of blowing up things. Like I'm good with it. I agree. Uh, once again, negatives for the movie. I'm going
0: to echo what you said. Uh, a lot of people did take away something that wasn't there in this yep. movie. Uh, and if you ever read the book, or if you ever knew anything about the author of said book. You would understand that that's definitely white man's plate is not what he's going for This is a man who still to this day works in a fucking factory yeah. unless he retired I don't I don't know if he retired yet, but think about it. He wrote books while working in a factory uh, He self-admittingly thinks that he's less than nothing yeah. <laughs> It's fucking really weird dichotomy, but it is one of the greatest American authors possibly of all time Alternatively because a lot of the stuff that he writes is fucking crazy, yeah. but I love it uh, and, I, and if you're looking for something a little more adult in a little more thought provoking, I would suggest reading his work. Um, I, I I quite I like quite a bit. Choke was a really good book. Choke's really good. Survivor is something I want
1: made into a movie.
0: Yeah, oh. Survivor was really good. Uh, Choke they did make into a movie. I don't think the movie was as good as the book. No,
1: but that was a <laughs> clinic by Sam Rockwell. Yes, oh. I will agree. So Such Sam,
0: Sam Rockwell. Oof. Ooh, it was very good. So before we give our scores, you know that uh, we like to do a little something around here to have a little bit of fun as we give around the internet scores and it's
3: time. Time to play the game. Time to play
0: the game. All right, when we return back, Diesel regained the crown here. He is the champion, he is defending. And, of course, the game is played simply. We are going to give out these scores around the Internet. I'm going to ask these two gentlemen. And we play by Price's Right rules. Closest to the score without going over gets the point. Unless it's the final question. The final question is the closest to the number because we don't do ties here. We're not the NFL. That's my favorite line. <laughs> they need to change that so I can stop using that line. Uh, maybe, maybe I can send this to the NFL people so they'll change it. <laughs> With that being said, are you gentlemen ready? Because I know I am. All right. First up, we are going to do the classic IMDB, Ron, because you're the challenger. You go first. Out of with points. Out of 10, what did they get Fight Club? Fuck. 8.2. He guesses 8.2. Diesel. Going a solid
1: 9.
2: Yeah, I thought it was too low. Well.
0: Ron gets the point. It was 8.8 out of 10. Diesel, you were closer, but you did go
2: over. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I originally thought 8.7, but I'm like, oh, I'll go 8.2 to hedge my bet.
0: Diesel. Metacritic. This is critics only. I remember. Out of 100%, what did they give Fight Club?
1: Critics. Uh, we're going to 85.
0: Ronald. Fuck. <laughs> I'll go 80. And the survey says... <laughs> Sixty-six percent on Metacritic. Critics are dumb. How the? F- <laughs> okay, Ron. For the win, the clear-cut win here. Rotten Tomatoes combined score. What did they give? Fight Club. Eighty-two. Diesel.
2: Eighty-eight.
0: What? Seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I know. I was surprised I, I hate too. hate
1: everything in this world right now.
0: <laughs> I was surprised as well. All right. So, that means this last one, because we have to make it interesting, is worth two points. And it's the closest without going over. So, winner takes all. Or not, closest, period. So, closest to the number. Winner takes all. Uh, Are you gentlemen ready? Yep. And I do believe Diesel gets to go first. Out of 100%, what did Google users give Fight Club? 91. (laughs) Ooh. 90 90, 91. I will be honest with you. We do have a winner. And that two-point advantage worked. Just Diesel wins. It was 92%. Holy shit. <laughs> <off>. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for Rod to say 92, and I was going to be like, fucking dead on. know it would have been really weird if you picked 93, because then I don't know what we would have done <laughs> for a tiebreaker. Maybe a flip coin. <laughs> no, I, I, well, technically we would both get two points, and Ron would win. Yeah. Because yeah. he, yeah, there you go. See, no matter what, we have it covered. See, I, I, I really did something fucking ingenious without realizing it. All right. So with that being said, now it is time to give our scores. And uh, of course, after I give my score, I will give the critic score as well that I give to this movie. But the first score we're giving you is on the nerd scale. And this scale, by the way, is an entertainment scale. That means that it's not a reflection on its critic score. We always give the same example. Maximum Overdrive, for myself and Ron in particular, is a four out of five on the nerd scale. That means just take my money, which we'll get to in a minute. However, if I critically scale that movie, it's lucky if it's a two. That movie's just so entertaining that it makes it worthwhile to watch. So it gets a little higher of a bump. Now, better critic, better critic related movies are going to be higher up, obviously, because if you're higher up on a critical scale, you're usually higher up. Just throwing it out there. But there is a chance that a crappy movie, will, it'll, although it will never be certified nerd, let's be honest, could be a three or a four. Based upon the fact that it was entertaining. So just want to throw that out there. And of course, these are our personal opinions. If you have a different opinion, let us know. That's fine. All right. So the regular scale goes as follows. We don't do points. We just go on the scale. It's one through five. A one is a no, which means do not watch this film ever and under under any circumstances. A two means you've been warned. That means if you end up seeing this movie, I wouldn't suggest it at all. It gets a non-recommendation. But you know what? We warned you not to see it. So you're on your fucking own. Three is an average movie, so it's, you know, it's there. It's take it or leave it, it's there. It's an average movie. That means it's a good film. You should probably watch it, but I wouldn't pay money for it. Probably just wait until it's on one of the uh, uh, subscription services that you have. A four, though, is just take my money. That means you should probably go to the theater to see this movie. And, you know, even if you can't go to the theater, maybe consider renting it early when it goes to digital download. You might not want to buy the movie. You may want to buy it. You may not want to buy it. But you definitely want to spend some money on it. And you won't be uh, ashamed to spend money on it, I should say. And, of course, the rarefied air. At number five, we have Certified Nerd and certified nerd means it's an instant classic you should probably see it in the theater if it's in the theaters if it's not in the theaters uh, you should buy it you should add it to your collection you should add it to uh your watch schedule watch it yearly buy yearly however you do movies so with that being said diesel will put you on z-verse on
1: the nerd scale what do you give fight club since this is one of my top 10 movies of all time this is certified nerd
2: ronald what do you give fight club i have to agree i put this as certified nerd
0: You know, I gave my vote away earlier. I said it's an essential watch, which means it's certified nerd because it's essential to watch this film. This movie's amazing. It's not well. With that being said, my critic score for this movie is simple. It's an eight and a half out of 10. Uh, There is some flaws in the movie as far as shooting style and stuff like that. Uh, The cinematography, I was not a huge fan of in parts of this movie. I get that a lot of the look is because of the, you know, what we get is the twist. However, it, it wasn't my fancy. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. But eight and a half on my scale, which I will never give it anything at 10. I don't believe there's such a thing as a perfect movie. So, with nine and a half being the highest you can get, an eight and a half is only a point off. So, that should tell you it is also in my top 25 movies of all time, Diesel, just so you know. Uh, so, it's not in my top 10. Top 25, though. Of course, <laughs> mine's shared for rarefied things like Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> boodock saints too and we all know that's a fucking lie anyways with that being said though that brings us to the end of the show but before we get there we gotta pay them bills right diesel absolutely so that means we gotta do them shameless plugs that means if you can hear my voice you know how to find us but do your friends know how to find us do their friends know how to find us it's simple you type in three fat nerds anywhere you get great podcasts and booyah kashad there we are for everything we mention is it the number three not the word three just so you know also, while you're there at that podcatcher, make sure you subscribe or follow us there so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also
1: on Facebook. Type in that search bar, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast." There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word to nerd.
0: Of course, we are also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3FatNerdsPod. Use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show on any social media platform. If you are an Alec Baldwin supporter, email us your hate,
1: 3fatnerdspot at gmail.com.
0: We're going to double dip here. Make sure you're following us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We got movie nights. We got pay-per-view live reactions and commentary. And most importantly, every Monday night, we come to you with 607TWS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast talking all things pro wrestling. Of course, as a reminder, this week, due to illness... We are not doing it at 8 p.m. on Monday night. It will be Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just so you know. But it is normally and will forever be Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just this week, we have to make an exception because sometimes shit happens, right? So make sure you're following us over at twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Also, you can find 607TWS anywhere you get great podcasts just by searching 607TWS. Also... Uh, We have a Patreon. If you would like to support us monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get a ton of extra bonus content, including Love is Scary with Dr. Derek, I Love Movies, and the new show that we're working out that will be somewhere sometime soon and have a different name probably when we launch it. We're right now calling it 3FN After Dark. Come check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun as we work out the hiccups before we go to a launch on a different thing for that. It's going to be a, it's a comedy-based show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's not for the light of the heart, though. But with that being said, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Did you say 8122productions? Two, two I sure as hell
1: did, Diesel. And you erased it, you monster. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash eight, one, double deuce productions
0: I want to point out that I never had HTTP colon slash slash ever on a board. Because I also know that you don't need any of that to type that in. And I also know that even if you did type it in, it's only one backslash these days. I just want to throw that out to you. But... With that being said, 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. That means you find out all the uh, all the nouns you need to know about the 3 Fan Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS. Also, you can see musical uh, groups that give us their music to use so we can be copyright free. We're going to give them a shout out right now. The band that does our theme music is called Shout at the Robots. Check them out. Also, during the show, you heard Tom Jolu. Other bands that you hear and you, sometimes at the end of the show and throughout the show are bands like Second Suitor, Floodlands. The Jasons, and of course, how could we forget the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia? All of their uh, information is there, so you can get links to them right on the website so you can support them. Also, support them on Bandcamp, YouTube Music, and Spotify. Also, we have friends of the show like our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest who are coming back in August and we will be there and uh, we're starting to announce celebrities coming up in the near future. Cannot wait to do that. Make sure you do that. The link to Sci-Fi Horror is up there as well. Of course, our friends over at the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast are there. And last but certainly not least, Uh, You can all that's not last I shouldn't say last because before then I keep forgetting we have our T public link the link to the Twitch channel the link to patreon and all that happy jazz But then lastly, we also have our local sponsors who help bring us help bring you this show every week without shitty pesky ads Although if you want to have dick pills or anything like that you want to sell we're your fucking guys Uh, If it's stuff about health probably not it is in the name after all and it's not a clever name It's a way of life Uh, But with that being said, let's give a shout-out to those local sponsors right now as well. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your uh, Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and want to find out about shit going on at the shop, I'll tell you what, like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And yeah, thank you to
1: Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget
2: to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. The worst movie hype ever. This was a disaster. One of the least entertaining pieces of trash I've ever seen. I wish I could have given it a zero instead of a glorifying one out of ten. There is nothing interesting. Original, clever, amazing, beautiful, or even nice throughout its nearly three-hour duration. Thank goodness I did not have to pay for the ticket. Titanic was bad. This was worse. One out of ten stars. <laughs> Lord of the Rings just sucks people. Can i got to ask you, do you really believe that?
0: The, the last part. I mean, I know you think that the Lord of the Rings
2: suck. But did
0: you think that it's worse than Titanic? I, just personally, because you're the one that picks these things. Uh, and last year, Titanic was your worst movie. So I'm just asking, uh, is it is that one worse? If you were going to your pecking order of the movies you've picked, would you put Lord of the Rings below Titanic or above Titanic? And by below, I mean, is it worse?
2: No, I'd have, I'd, I'd have to put Lord of the Rings below it. So Good Lord man. of the Rings is worse than Titanic, yeah, okay, in your uh, opinion. Yeah. In, later how in, does this stack up against John Wick? Oh, John Wick's the horrible
0: So it's worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. How does this stick up against Return of the Jedi? Uh, it's,
2: it's probably even.
0: There's only one Return, and
1: it's so a fucking Jedi, <laughs> not the fucking
2: king. I, I
0: agree with that statement, but I'm just going. We're going over the movies he's hated yeah. over the years.
2: So there you go. Uh, so I just found it funny that I found this one that involved Titanic as well. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but
0: with that being said, I'll, I'll tell you what. By the way, for those folks that don't believe that we really... Have an 8122 production studio at Dragon Master Games. I've heard that a couple times. That's not just a shick. We do actually work out of this shop. Well, I yeah.
1: mean, we weren't here during COVID, wink, wink.
0: Yeah, we were at our undisclosed location studio. In the bunker Def- down. Definitely right. not Dragon Master Games. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, just like there was that show from a bar in Philadelphia, the Game Changer Wrestling ran at the beginning of COVID, that definitely, which during the broadcast, they said is definitely not from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's definitely somewhere in Texas. <laughs> uh, by the way, also, our secondary studio, even though we're from New York, was also somewhere in Texas. No, I, I, we shared a studio with Joe Rogan, if, if you really want to know. I also uh, got a
2: key to get us a couple studios if we need to, if, emergencies. Yeah, 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 So,
0: But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But with that being said, yes, yes we really are here. Uh, I know some people have come and found out, by the way, yeah. that we are here. But uh, and you can also see Diesel most days. He also works <laughs> I, here. Uh, you got you to go over to where you sell cards in the okay. card serving area, and Diesel's there unless he's outside smoking. Or I'm pulling the card orders. Or Although we'll have you been s- taking? A, you've been taking a little more time off because you're getting ready to run the store yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. 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 Just so you guys know, like this is not bullshit. <laughs> in the month of February, there's a two week gap where you can come and see Diesel every day, except for Mondays when we're closed, and Diesel will be running the entire shebang
2: which is funny because i took that week off too with my carryover week not forgetting that the super bowl is going to be on the 13th yeah and then realizing now that they might be watching the super bowl on the 13th for reals that's cool (laughs) that's cool now now i don't have to go to work that weekend (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna.
0: I don't know what we're doing yet for the Super Bowl. Usually, we do something. Maybe we'll do something at the shop right upstairs. I'm just saying.
2: Fuck you. Will (laughs) it's a pre release. I do what I want. (laughs) It's pre
0: release weekend. Fuck my life. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's a pre release. We'll be
0: out of the pre releases by the 13th. If you need help during pre release weekend, I'll come help you. No, they're here here for that. Friday, they're leaving. Okay, they're leaving then. I'll still come down and help you. Let's okay. be honest. I'll come down and help you and keep you company during that two weeks anyway. <laughs> let's be honest. So you'll see me too. Oh yeah, a lot more. Uh, but anyways, I don't know because usually we do stuff with Ken. I have to get with him what we're doing this year. But if not, we can always come upstairs because it'll be after fucking everybody leaves anyways. Yeah. yeah. Which let's be honest, I you know we, we we do such a good job here. We usually get a kind of cart plunge yeah. We do movie <laughs> nights and shit here. Eventually, we'll be able to do them with people back and feel comfortable. But it's all this fucking shit. Goddamn yeah. fucking world is ruining everything for me. But anyways, let's get back on track. Uh, thank you guys for listening I hope we brought some entertainment funny for you uh, as well as you know our opinions and stuff that We always bring And of course We always like to hear from you if you'd like to keep that discussion going hit us up on social medias We'll be more than happy to chizat with you uh, You know what we'll be back next week to do the same shit talking pop culture and nerdum like we always do same bat time same bat channel ladies and gentlemen For now and this week, I just have to say take care of yourselves Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later.
1: Life is a lemon and I want my money back. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. And then there was
0: Diesel. Diesel (laughs) had bitch tits.
3: (laughs) I want you to get it. I want you to understand. Built up too many fences to let this get the best of me. You can't just forget it because it will never.